your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, Jay Foster. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me tomorrow after the game to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So, the Blue Jackets did the unthinkable last night, really. Uh, and they actually, A, won a hockey game, which I didn't know if they had in them anymore, uh, snapping a four-game losing streak to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1. to one. Um, Just an all-around really fun game. Um, Elvis Merzlikens was phenomenal, I thought. Uh, 36 saves on 37 shots or something stupid like that. Uh, the one shot he allowed in, uh, went off of, uh, Vladislav Gavrikov's, uh, shoulder, I believe, so, you know, all in all, technically, we did not let the Tampa Bay Lightning score on us, which is a big victory, um, I would have liked to see less shots against, but, you know, baby steps, um, it was, it was good to see Olaf Bjork try and get another goal, that's his 13th of the season, that is his 30th point of the season, so, you know, he's, he's been really good for us, uh, hopefully he continues to be good, uh, David Savard, noted Tampa Bay Bolt killer, got his first goal since game one of the 2019 playoffs, uh, where he scored against the Tampa Bay Lightning, so I guess he just loves to score on the bolts, um, that was, you know, that was a lot of fun, uh, I enjoyed that, it was on delayed penalty as well, I believe, I don't think that counts as a power play goal, but always fun to see David Savard scoring, uh, and David Savard scoring not at even strength either, is just such a treat, uh, and then, um, Cam Atkinson with the empty net goal, I believe, uh, so, you know, another goal for him, he's really starting to, to heat up, uh, just all around, I thought it was a pretty, a pretty good, a pretty good game, um, which I guess tells me everything I need to know about what I said yesterday, um, you know, we talked about this low-risk offense and this checking game, uh, again, I still feel like 37 shots against is too many shots against, especially for a team who last year, I think, had the lowest shots against in the league, or, you know, were were up there, um, but apart from that, you know, we scored more than one goal, we only allowed one goal, we only took one penalty, uh, you know, everything's everything's looking looking a little bit brighter today. Um, I do have to issue a small correction, though. I did say that we played Tampa for the next 84 games in a row. Uh, that is incorrect. We only played them twice. We played them six times this month. 
Um, I don't know why I thought we played them six times in a row. I think I'm just getting old and senile, but... Uh, so we have one game against Tampa tomorrow, and then we have two games against Florida, two games against Chicago, two more games against Tampa. So it is going to be... It is going to be a tough little little stretch. Um, I think on the broadcast they said we play Tampa four times in the next ten nights, uh, which is not not my favorite. But you know we we live, we learn. The rules say that we have to do that, so I guess we're going to do that. Um, but yeah, all things all things considered, I'm pretty pretty happy. That was my first time watching the Blue Jackets win in a little while. Uh, I didn't watch a whole bunch of games this month because the Blue Jackets made me sad. But fun game. Uh, hopefully we can do the same thing tomorrow night. Uh, that would be that would be ideal. Um, but again, it's, it's like I talked about, the Blue Jackets play to the level of their opponent, and for some reason that means that if they don't bother to show up against Detroit then they can turn around and show up against Tampa Bay and beat them for the second time this season. And again, I was talking about, I think Tampa only has maybe 10 losses on the season, and two of those are to the Blue Jackets. So, you know, everything's everything's coming up, CBJ. And on the subject of kind of everything coming up, CBJ, I do have to, I do have to address the elephant in the room. Uh, which is Patrick Laine and this insistence on turning him into a 200-foot player or power forward, which is, you know, the guy that we traded away to get Patrick Laine. But, you know, I I just work here, you know, I don't make the rules. Uh, but we have a brand new brand new show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, it's called The Crosscheck NHL Show with Mary Clark and Andrew Berkshire, and they discuss Patrick Laine a little bit, so I have that clip for you now. It's been really disappointing in Columbus. I mean, I don't know if yeah. we, we we talked about maybe we like touched on this a little bit in the earlier segment, but for me, Columbus, like like lining in Columbus has just been yeah, it's been a disappointment. I mean, you would have thought that he would have wanted to restart like his career and stuff in Columbus and all that, but it really just hasn't worked out for him so far. I mean, he's got like he's played twenty seven games this year, seventeen points. That looks fine but you know he hasn't scored a goal in his last five games he's gotten what two points I think in his last five games and the last time he scored a goal was on March 11th versus Florida like he's been and he's playing like 15 like his last like couple games 14 minutes like 15 minutes night 15 minutes night 19 minutes 18 minutes 20 minutes like he's still putting up like he's still like getting ice time but he's just not like doing anything with it which is the unfortunate part like I don't know how much of Columbus's struggles we should lay at his feet but that has not been as you said like a happy marriage at all in Columbus and that's surprising to me because I thought that he could have rejuvenated his career in Columbus I mean you know say what you will about Tortorella as a coach and all but like Line has the skill we've seen that skill on display I don't know what's wrong, like, if it's just, you know, another bad environment fit or what, or if he's just, you know, dropping off so quickly, but I did not expect that at all from him. Yeah, I, I've been able to cover the Winnipeg Jets for, for the Winnipeg Free Press for the last couple of seasons, and one consistent thing with Line A is he has all the skill in the world, especially in terms of shooting talent, but he's a little bit, like, 
empty calories. Like I hate to reuse the phrase <laughs> again that I already used it earlier in the podcast, but he scores goals, but goals go in against him while he's on the ice yeah. at an even higher rate. You know, like he just plummets lines defensively. He doesn't have that commitment to defense. Uh, it, not all of it is about commitment. He just also has like really bad defensive instincts. Like he just doesn't do what you want him to do. And it's one of those situations where I think Patrick Laine, in a perfect situation, could score 60 goals in this league. Mm-hmm. He could, he can do that. Yeah, he can he be could basically also be, like an Alex Ovechkin type. Like yes, a, like a pure but I could also, scorer. yeah, but I could also see him being out of the NHL in the next three years. Yeah. Like, he's such a boomer bust guy, and it's trending towards bust. Like, he, this has already happened once before. Uh where he had this like really weird up and down season in Winnipeg in 2018-19. He was just like all over the place. It was the first season where he trended down in goals and he scored like goals in bunches to the point where he had like 17 in 11 games or something like that. And then the rest of the season he had 13 goals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last season he improved his playmaking, but his goal scoring again didn't move upwards. So it's like that shooting percentage that was the the thing that was floating his early career. Yeah. Hasn't really returned yet. He's shooting at above average rate for an NHL forward, but his his shot rate's not very high. Like, he's just not getting pucks on net. So he's a guy that shoots from far out because his shot is so good. Mm-hmm. He doesn't work to get the shots from in close. Uh, it, I, I just, I struggle with him because he, he like, frustrates me. And I, I think if he frustrates me, I totally get that he frustrates <laughs> NHL coaches, right? Because yeah. they're the ones who want their guys to, like, lay it all on the line. And he just doesn't do that. And mm-hmm. no matter how much talent you have, if you're not doing that, and then, like, the goals aren't coming, you're going through a rough stretch, you're going to get benched or called out. And Tortorella is not shy about doing oh. that. So, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, look the, what happened to Pierre-Luc Dubois when yeah. that's that's what kick-started this whole thing off is the whole thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois and his, I guess, effort in game. And like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so like, I guess, disheartening because like we saw what he could do in his first couple seasons in the league. That type of skill is like, you don't often see that in the NHL. Like, there was a reason why he electrified the league in his first couple years. And it's just been disappointing to see the drop-off. And I don't, like, he could be out of the league. You're right. It's very possible that he could be out of the league in a couple years. I mean, he's a free agent this year, or this upcoming offseason, correct? Like, I, I don't yeah. think it's going to, like, take him out of the league this year. But who knows? Like, his... His, like, free agency stock has dropped off, I think, dramatically, especially because he hasn't been able to do anything since coming to Columbus. Uh, coming up in just a minute, Sarah Avampato is back. Uh, we're doing a little bit of chat about the Blue Jackets' future, the trade deadline. Uh, we talk a little bit about the Kings. But first, I've got to tell you about Locker Room. Locker Room is uh, a brand new sponsor to the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Lockdown Blue Jackets once a week, so you can join in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You can find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to big news or rumours. Uh, I will be hosting a room tomorrow uh, after the game, and we will 
break down this mini-series, uh, hopefully talk about a win or two, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun with it. So if you go to the uh, App Store on your iOS device, unfortunately we're not available on Android at the minute, but download the free Locker Room app, uh, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NHL group for the latest league updates, uh, follow me at LockedOnCBJ to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Uh, I'm planning to be live, like I said, this week, uh, tomorrow, so that's Thursday, immediately after the game, uh, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the club's blue jackets, so I will see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. We've been talking for a little while about Built Bar, best tasting protein bar on the market. You know, you all know, I know, it is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, incredible tasting protein bar. Got 100% chocolate on all bars, and now it is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Uh, today's matchup is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. They just keep putting the brownies against each other. Uh, I know I have been talking about coconut candy for a while now, but chocolate and mint is one of my all-time favorite flavor combinations, so I think I am going to have to go with mint brownie uh yesterday it was cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk and a controversial uh win for cookie dough chunk so tomorrow will be the grand finale uh for the championship will cookie dough chunk versus one of mint brownie or coconut brownie chunk so if you want to vote for your favorite built bar go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on twitter follow the link there you can get to the bracket and Make your choice. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back today to see who won their matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get more of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski hope to teach you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That is Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. The Kings are kind of in the same position as the Blue Jackets at the minute, except the Kings are sometimes fun to watch. Uh, is, it seems to be the the big difference at the minute. Um, I was really excited last night. I was I went to sleep when the Kings were up one nothing. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, oh, I'll check the score oh. this morning and was like, oh, oh, oh what no. happened? No, that oh, you should have just yeah, no, that game. <laughs> I I kind of slept through part of it because I was like, well, this is this is escalated quickly and. Uh, <laughs> We're just gonna take the wrong a nap. Direction. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they are fun to watch sometimes. I also think that, like, we are in. If you have to look at the scale of, you know, one to your coach getting fired, like, we're not. Uh, <laughs> we're we're on the low end of that. I think that you know we we, we have a slightly different situation in uh, uh, in in that regard. But yeah, it's sort of the same boat of not quite there yet the kids aren't quite ready things just aren't always working all of the time you lose games to stupid teams you shouldn't have lost a game to uh, aka the, the games we just lost to the sharks i know you guys just lost to detroit a couple times like do you know who we lost to on detroit do you know who was in goal oh no calvin pickard 
was in goal oh, for both of those oh, games. that's really rude. Calvin really Pickard, rude. who did not have an NHL win since 2019, he was in Europe before the start of this season. And he made, like, 50 saves this weekend. Of course, I hate, I hate of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was talking to Nolan, the, the host of... Um, Locked on Red Wings about this, and he was like, "Listen, you're like it's Calvin Pickard. You're fine." And then in my head, I was like, "Listen, congratulations to Calvin Pickard on his Vesna winning performance." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, yeah uh, we scored two whole goals. Yeah, yeah. I I had the same conversation with um, Kyle from Locked On Sharks about the Kings and the Sharks games because Kyle was like, "Listen, it's Martin Jones. He can't stop anything," and. Uh, guess what he stopped basically he, the kings put like 42 shots on him one night and he stopped almost all of them like great job calvin pickard martin jones vesna candidates thanks to our teams yeah like like you're welcome for making your team look good i guess uh but yeah like if if we'd lost to like jonathan bernier who is an actually mm-hmm. good goalie i would be like yeah cool like, it sucks, but Jonathan mm-hmm. Bernier is a good goalie. If you're losing yeah. to, like, the equivalent of a mannequin in a mattress, <laughs> then maybe kind of reevaluate, reevaluate stuff. Um, I yeah. talked earlier, again, we talked about this, this off the podcast a little bit, but I talked yesterday about um, this concept of low-risk offense that Tortorella wants the Jackets to play. And it makes me want to tear all of my hair off and just walk into the ocean, never to be seen again. (laughs) Like, you have Patrick Laine on your team. Like, playing low-risk offense is the exact opposite of what Patrick Laine exists for. Literally, we traded so he would score a bunch of goals. And I think he scored like seven goals for us this season. Um, Which, in his defense, if we had like more than one and a half centers then <laughs> then maybe you know he'd have a little bit more and I'm kind of giving him and guys like Bjorkstrand a little bit of a longer leash and like a little bit more um like leeway I guess is, is the word I'm looking for because again our centers right now consist of like Max Domi who every time he skates into the offensive zone I'm like what are you doing because he doesn't know. He looks like he doesn't know. He will either skate away from the puck or he will pass the puck, like, literally through three players to oh, no. nothing. Um, oh, no. It drives me crazy. But So he's one of our centres. And then we have, like, ni- like left-wing Nick Foligno, left-wing Boone Jenner, Riley Nash, who, admittedly, very good at what he does. But what Riley Nash does is mostly babysit children and... <laughs> play 11 minutes on the fourth line so ah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh that's rough man that's rough but yeah it's like who who is Patrick Laine like supposed to get a puck from like depending on the last kind of (laughs) handful of games either Kevin Stenland or Riley Nash yeah, those, those um, have been his center. Those were his centers this weekend, I believe. Yeah, cool. Um, which, again, cool. no, no disrespect to either of them. They're very good. Uh, you know what we have them for, but what we have them for is bottom six, like grinding, basically. Kevin Sandland, I think, could be a decent 
a decent center once he's done you know baking but can't wait coming to a minute i've got a little bit more of my conversation with sarah about things around the league we've been telling you about it for a couple of months now betonline.ag it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing and the mlb is uh in spring training so pretty soon you can bet on that too if that's what you want but online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. The finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is coming up soon, so if you want to bet on who you think is going to win that, you could do that. Or if you want to place a bet on whether the Blue Jackets are ever going to win a game again, you can do that too. Uh, you've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. If you use promo code Locked On, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cohen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That is Odyssey, spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just the fact that we traded for a guy like Patrick Liner who could score 50 goals in a normal season and we're like, yeah, no, we'll put him with Riley Nash. That seems like the correct, that seems like the correct matchup here. I see no problems with, with that. Like, and then we're like, oh, well, why isn't Line scoring? Why isn't Bjorkstrand scoring? Like, there's just, there, who could possibly have foreseen this? Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. But yeah. And like, again, we talked about this a little bit off recording. I feel like, the Kings are not quite in the same place, like, technically speaking, but I feel like emotionally they're in mm-hmm. that place of, like, do we accept that we're not making the playoffs and just, like, write the year off as a bad one and try again next year? Or do they make the push? Do they sell? Mm-hmm. Do they buy? Like, where do, what do you yeah. think the Kings are? Yeah, like, and if you had asked me this question last week before the Kings lost two stupid games to the Sharks and then did whatever this is against Vegas like I probably would have had a slightly different different answer but but regardless I don't I don't think that they should buy because unless unless it's one of those like I don't think they should go after a rental really because no that's that's pointless now if you're going to go get a guy who has you know maybe two three years left on his contract because you want to sort of help build that in between sort of generation of players while you're still waiting for uh, all your young guys to really be ready. Like I'm not opposed to that as long as the price isn't crazy, but the, like the brief hope that I had that they could maybe possibly sneak in to that fourth playoff spot, especially given that St. Uh, that St. Louis has really been struggling lately uh, and that Arizona is always just a wild card and could fall apart at any possible second. I was like, yeah, there is a path there to that fourth playoff spot, but they play the sharks like four more times. They play Vegas like three or four more times. And if they, if they can't at least even split those, those series, like it, it's done. Like there's no, you're not the, the five games you play against the ducks at the end of the season, isn't going to do enough to jump you back in to that playoff spot. So I, I don't think that they should be buying in the sense of we're going to do this because we want to make the playoffs this year. I think if they made the playoffs, that would be fun uh, just to get their young players some experience in the postseason to kind of say like, hey, you want more of this? Maybe suck less next year. Um, but, you know, they're, they're also starting to run out of things to sell. 
You know, they, they don't have too many players who I think would be that attractive to other teams. Like, you know, Austin Wagner is fun and fast, but no team is going to like, he's not going to move the needle for a team who is looking to improve before, before the Stanley cup playoffs. Like he just isn't. And I think the big names, the like, you know, Jeff Carter, Justin Brown kind of players, I, I don't know that you're going to move them. So I, they're in a weird position of they've sold off their best assets already. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Like, I think you just, you just play the rest of the season out and see where you land and use it to kind of build off of for next year, because the, the Kings do have at least have a really good prospect pool. They have like one of, if not the best prospect groups in, in the league, depending on who you ask. So it's not like if they don't get like top five draft pick this year, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well, crap, you know? <laughs> so like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for the rest of the ride and hopefully they have less games like the one that you uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't watch last night, which was a great plan. Uh, and, and they have more games where I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. You actually look competent for a hot minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. At this point, like I would accept competence. Um, not even just like skill, but just like general competence at hockey. Um, I think that's all the time I have for today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want at Jay the Goalie. Uh, I will be posting a ton of UK ice hockey stuff uh, as our mini tournament starts this season. So if you want to see what hockey is like on the other side of the pond, give me a follow over there. Uh, if you can. If you want to follow this podcast on Twitter, we are LO underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, or criticisms, uh, I think tomorrow we're going to do a mailbag. So if that's something that you would like to ask a question for, then you can email me at lockedonbluejacket at gmail.com. Uh, but until tomorrow, stay locked on.